Spinster Life Podcast. Welcome to the Spinster Life Podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Eva. And today we are talking about a very influential spinster. Hey, do you, Eva, do you remember the uh, 2020 election? Do I have to? No one wants to relive it, but uh, you remember Georgia? Georgia had a glow up. That's what happened. They really I did. Feel, I hate yeah. myself for using that term, but that's what happened. No, but they did. They had a very BuzzFeed term. <laughs> a glow up for the, the best reasons. <laughs> what 10 states had a glow up in the 2020 <laughs> elections? Arizona, Michigan. Yeah, right. Pennsylvania. Yeah. I mean, those of us that usually hate on those states are kind of impressed. Right. Right. And so we're going to talk about Stacey Abrams, one of the key figures in turning Georgia blue for the first time in like, I don't know, a bunch of years, I think since the Clinton administration. And there are two senators coming in blue. Yeah. Uh, Stacey Abrams had no small part in this. Flipped that shit. Yes. Um, Yes. So she's a really highly accomplished spinster. She's a lawyer. She is a political activist. She was on the short list of candidates to be VP. She's not a lowercase L lawyer. She's like capital L lawyer. She went to Ivy League for all of her lawyer schooling. Eva, do you want to state that more eloquently? Because you're saying, okay, so she attended Ivy League school. She attended Ivy League schooling. Yes. Including her for her law degree. Yes. So you're going to have to give me some more intel because, of course, I have more specific thoughts about that. So, all right. So she, where did she to, go for undergrad? She graduated from Spelman for her okay. bachelor's. So HBC. HBCU, yeah. HBCU, yes. And then um, her... Like the Ivy of HBCU. Yeah. And then she went to Yale for her law degree. Damn. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So she's at... the Ivy of the Ivies, especially for law school. Yeah. It's like Chicago or Yale. Yeah. So, So she's, you know, she's going to this very prestigious university. Do you know what else she's doing at the same time that she's going to Yale? Okay, so I know a little bit about this. Hmm. She's written some romance novels. Yeah. Something. I didn't know it was like while she was going to Yale. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's insane. So like on top of whatever the, the course load is, she's also yeah. just like for fun, just what? jetting out a few novels. And it's not like she has written like a small amount of novels. It's not one or two. Like it's in the double digits. Oh, my God. And was she yeah. writing them under her own name no so if you wanted to read a novel written by stacy abrams prior to i'm not sure when her nom de plume was revealed uh, okay but her nom de plume is selena montgomery oh wow yeah no that looks good on a book it's like clearly fake right like i feel like when i saw that i'd be like oh just fake as hell right the same time so like i've never been a romance novel person but my sister like she would always have them in her room like mm-hmm. when we were we were younger, like when we were teenagers. And I would literally like pick one up and like, you know, you know how you just like flip through it to yeah. find like the juicy bits. Some me- the juicy bits, exactly. Literally and exactly. And um she liked those ones that were more like historical. So they you you know, there would be a lot of like euphemisms that involved weird <laughs> Victorian shit. But I was always like, I just, I was like by myself and I would blush. I'd be like, oh my God. And I'd like shut it and put it back. You know what I mean? <laughs> Crazy as hell. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I know ab- enough about them to know that like they made me feel uptight. I feel like <laughs> I'm like, I'm that kind of person that like I'm always fighting my uptightness. I fight it by 
trying everything I can to be like more chill and more free spirited, free spirited. Yeah. When I'm back, not free spirited in the least, but you know, it's a constant, it's a constant struggle. That's funny. Well, it's also funny because one of the reasons I wanted to talk about Stacey Abrams is because we have also ventured into trying to write romance novels. A few years ago, it was like a hot, hot thing to self-publish a romance novels. There were a lot of women that were doing it. It was like right off the E.L. James thing. Yeah. Like it was like women everywhere were just doing it. Yeah. Setting themselves up. And yeah, you know, so we tried it. Yeah, I guess I should have like, I don't know that I told you that story about my sister's romance novels. No. You know, they're already, they're always really like these fat, fat paperbacks. Yeah, they're beefy. There's, there's no euphemism there. That's just what they were. They're, um, and no, they're, I mean, there's, yes, there's, they're, they're beefy. They're girthy. Exactly. They're girthy. They're girthy. They're girthy. You novels. can't get away from it. No. Yeah. I probably should have told you that I was embarrassed, um, even like looking at them because clearly like, yeah, I remember when we were trying to write it, I I think I felt like a little embarrassed trying to write it. Uh, I did too. I did too. I And I wouldn't say like I'm an uptight person, but no. uh, putting that in in words, writing that down on paper, there's something very vulnerable about it. Like It is. Yeah. We talk about sex, but we don't talk about like the particulars of, no. of yeah. sex and I think that's kind of it. You have to get into the particulars. Otherwise, it's like, and then they intercoursed. And that's yeah, not yeah. like good writing or fun to read. Them. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we did some research. And we were like, what? What? We can make this much money? What? This is how many books sell? Right? Like, we like writing. And we we're were like, writers. We can do this. Easy peasy. This. No problem. Yeah, we can do this. I feel like it's like a middle schooler going to see like a modern art exhibit. And they're just like, uh... Yeah, I could do that. It's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, there was, there was, I think there was a degree of that. So we learned the hard way that For there's sure. a lot of work going into it. And I think one reason that we thought it was so easy is just the general way that society labels things that women like is stupid. Yes. And yes. masculine things are just automatically cool. And Romance novels, they're like drivel, they're not highbrow, they're, you know, they're not serious reading for serious I mean, let's just go to the very whatever. And I'm not a fan of Shakespeare, so, you know, whatever, I can be hated on. Um, But like Shakespeare, so many of them are really, they're romance novels, Yeah, Like, that's really what they're about. And like, they're soap operas. It's like, but if you call, you know, a soap, call something a soap opera or call it a romance novel, which are words that are assigned to things that are seemingly female or for a female audience, they're one thing. But if you were to call Shakespeare that, you know, people don't want to hear it. Right. You know, the serious scholars like who've dedicated bullshit. their careers would, would just, just plots all over. So, I, you know, I think there was a little bit of, of that going into it. And I think we were a little humbled to learn how hard it actually was. It's really hard. Um, I mean, we did write some saucy stories. We tried. We tried. We tried. They're, um, I mean, they're they're actually pretty vanilla. They're yes. pretty sexy. They're pretty vanilla. We wrote like a, a, it was supposed to be a branching out point to like future novels, like creating a franchise. Yeah. Uh, it was about a very horny apartment building. Uh, a new tenant moves in and then horniness ensues. And yeah, it was horny friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, or like horny Melrose place. I'm not... <laughs> Yeah, it was just. How do people pitch these to like their editors? Like, how do people pitch these kind of books to their? <laughs> they editors? probably don't say horny. 
Um, I will say, um, so I did read one of Selena Montgomery's novels. Okay. So they're kind of billed as romance novels, and there are elements of that in there. But I'd say they're more like, the one that I read had more elements of thriller in it. Oh. Was it good? If you didn't know, it was Stacey Abrams, right? If you try to, like, pull out any sense of bias. Yeah. Like, towards it would you have read that and been like oh this is actually pretty good i wouldn't have picked it up but once i did start reading it i i was like i want to know what's gonna happen like how does this end Mm -hmm. i want to know how this ends like she sets up a mystery at the beginning of it like what is this woman's past and like what is her what's her deal yo and you have to you have to stay to the end there's like two mysteries there's like what happened to her and like now someone is like stalking her and doing murders just (laughs) doing murders to um because she's like a criminal uh, forensic psychologist so um serial murders like doing bonesy yeah yeah so it's bones with boning it is uh, bones with a little bit of boning there's a little bit of boning at the end light boning so i will say so it was really interesting, but I will say it had that thing about romance novels that do drive me up the fucking wall is the lack of boundaries. This mm. for the majority of the novel, this woman is saying, "Stop touching me, don't touch me, stop touching me," and this man keeps touching her. Mm. And it drives me insane. And it's like he's like, "I can't help it. I'm driven to do it because she's so sexy." But it's like she keeps yeah. telling him no. And yeah. it's like she does like him, but also she's telling him no. So that made me not like him because... I mean, this was probably the 90s, right? Um, I think it was like the early 2000s when she really? was writing these. Really? that young? Yeah. yeah. So she was writing them in law school, right? Like, yeah. I graduated law school when I was six. So I'm just thinking, like, she's probably my age or older than I, me. I have so it here. Between 2001... Yeah, between 2001 and 2009, she published eight yeah. books under her nom. Still, no. I don't feel like the word boundaries was being dropped very much during that time. No, it know? wasn't. Like, you had to be like a that cool feels girl. like a very... Yeah. Yeah. It's a very 2021-like reaction. And I think, you know, it's fair. I mean, we should look back at things and be like, yeah, it just doesn't... Here's the problem, right? Yeah, that and it doesn't see doesn't sit well with me, and it doesn't make me feel. Yeah, it makes me uncomfortable reading it, just because we've all been in that situation where we've told a dude to stop doing something, and he hasn't stopped doing it. I'm ticklish, and I've had a lot of boyfriends like they're like, "Oh, it's funny because you're ticklish," and then they'll keep doing it. And I'll tell them to stop it, and then they won't stop yeah. it. But I think there's shades there. There's a difference between being coy, which honestly, like women can do in art at times still like I'm coy at times and someone should be able to like someone who is in your life right who who knows you as a person to a certain degree or just like has been around other humans before should be able to tell a difference in your tone and your body language when you're just like uh don't do that versus like don't do that I get what she was doing it's it's I think it's a pretty uh standard thing in romance novels for for there to be that kind of I hate you I love you I hate you I love you kind of right play going on yeah for sure and and also it's just that the structure we've seen a million times you know where it's just like you know man pursues woman woman pushes him away I think of like some old-timey black and white movie back when like they yeah pasted scenes together like literal (laughs) pieces of film so yeah kind of jarring like a silent actress who's just like yes like like, 
Yes. And then finally at the end, like they embrace and she, they like kiss and whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a little of that. And I also, you know, it, like, kind of thing. if you just get them together in like the first, whatever, 20 pages of the book, it's not that entertaining to just, to not have that push and pull. Now let's just have people be intentional and make choices. Like women don't have to pretend to not want sex or not want to be wanted. And like men don't have to pretend they don't want sex or they can't keep their hands off you. Like they can. They can. Right. They can. They they absolutely can. can. (laughs) Yeah. It's, It's a little, yeah, there's a little bit of that going on. Is that part of what that audience wants? You know, or think so. Yeah, assumption of what that audience wants. And then I started reading another one, and it seems like the tone was already very similar. It was a character from that story, like a supporting character who made very brief appearances. So I'm led to believe that there's sort of an interconnecting universe of people that she's writing about too in these books. Which I mean, we tried to do that too in our horny story. Yeah. Well. For us, and this is also probably why it didn't work, we were writing to make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, was she writing because she was like, okay, I'm going to be done with school in a couple years or in a year and I'm going to have this insane debt. That is a very interesting question. And it kind of kind of leads into the next thing that I wanted to talk about with Stacey Abrams is, yeah. so she's this very accomplished woman. She's gone to really prestigious universities and- she is in debt from it. And how do we know she's in debt? Because she had to disclose this when she ran for governor. We haven't even talked about her political career yet. Um, so when she ran for governor, you know, obviously you have to, because she's not Donald Trump, she's going to disclose all the stuff that she needs to disclose. And she was sig- in significant amounts of debt. Uh, so it was like the whole world to see how much debt you're in. I mean, I'm assuming that's why Trump didn't want to show his tax returns <laughs> or whatever. Um, I'm sure but. that people could have like rooted it out, but I think it's just part of the ethics of being a politician for politicians that have ethics. Yeah, but it's one of those things where like it kind of just highlights for me that it is also a very vulnerable like profession choice, right? Like if you're going to be in politics, people are going to know your business. It's very, I don't know. I hate the word brave because. Because <laughs> she kind of had like, to do it. Brave. It is. Yeah. Well, and then she yeah. also, she just kind of, so she put that information out there like she was supposed to do. And then she wrote an op-ed about it that mm-hmm. basically said like, don't, don't not elect <laughs> me because of the debt. Like, that's not the point. I'm in debt because um, my family had, wasn't like, my family couldn't put me through school and right. I've supported my family. And law school's expensive. So these are the reasons that I I have that. I'm right up there with her. Like, you know, I went to, I didn't have any support from my family. I put myself through college and law school. And, you know, I was a Pell Grant Perkins loan, Stafford subsidized loan kid, which, you know, is probably what she was, but it still means that you're going to be in you know, a fuck ton of debt, $200,000 worth of debt. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Yeah. But she's so like this, um, I'll link to the op-ed in the show notes on her website. Um, this op-ed is so like, it's so well-written. It's, it's like vulnerable yet authoritative on being in debt like this and speaking up for other people who are kind of in this situation. Like it's not something to be ashamed of. Like she's in the debt because she had goals and she wanted to pursue things. And Pursuing things takes money. Getting an education yeah, takes America. money. This is America. <laughs> and helping your family help you. takes money. We don't care about improving um, the lives of our citizens. Right. So good luck. And it's also funny that 
that like I, I you know, and I don't know. I wasn't in Georgia. I wasn't voting in that election. I don't think I was paying that much attention to that election, if any. So you know, they, they disclose this I, for ethical reasons to make sure you know, like because Donald Trump, who knows who he owes money to and who can blackmail him. So she's disclosing this. So like, who does she owe money to? Who can blackmail her? Um, so she's she's coming out as kind of ethical, but her opponent was like the least ethical person in the in the world. Let's talk about a little bit about when she ran for governor. So in 2018, when she was running for governor, she ran against Brian Kemp, who is still the governor of Georgia. And he was also the Secretary of State while he was running. The Secretary of State what? is in charge of voter registrations. Yeah. And yeah. Don't they have to, do they count votes too? Yeah. It's something to do yeah. with a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff with <laughs> elections. A lot. Of, he was like overseeing his own election. Hey, everybody. I know lots about our governor's <laughs> I'm voting. I know we're all we're all dumb, but yeah, he was overseeing yeah. his own election. Um, he also purged the voter rolls of 350,000 voters, which you know that it was uh-huh. predominantly people of color. You know that it was. There's no way that it wasn't. Yeah, it was a really close race. Stacey Abrams never officially conceded because she didn't feel like she really lost. It's not a fair fight. Yeah. Which that's why that's the name of her charity, I assume. The name of oh, her, her organization. Yeah, the name of one of her organizations is, is Fair Fight. And that's one of the ones mm. that helps get people registered to vote. Brian Kemp won by enough that there wasn't a runoff election or anything like that. But Stacey Abrams did sue. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. She sued them because it wasn't a fair fight. And she's a lawyer. Don't fuck with a lawyer. Uh, yeah, yeah, she sued for. Uh, we'll get into that in our, in our next <laughs> next <laughs> podcast. Uh, yes. Yeah, gross mismanagement of an election is what she sued them for. Oh, okay. But she did she sue him personally, or she no. sued the Secretary of State? She sued the state as a whole. She probably deserves to sue him. Yeah, personally, I love that she did, never conceded. Yeah, I mean, why should she? She's got a point. Right. She didn't she didn't spread lies that the election was fake, even though the election was kind of fake. The person running it was also running in the election. So, yeah, that's so, so shady. And the fact that he even got that far, like, I'm sure she contested that prior to voting happening. I'm that's sure really, she did. I mean, if she she's a lawyer, that's what I would do. And she's clearly a much more educated, more intelligent, and more driven lawyer than I am. <laughs> so that's insane. I'm, yeah, I'm sure she did everything in her power. And yeah, since then, she hasn't run for any offices, which, you know, fair enough. I'd still be a little salty about that. Yeah. But that leads us kind of- It sucks to just be like, people aren't ready, or Georgia isn't ready, yeah. or the people that run Georgia aren't ready to be fair. And like, maybe the people are ready, and it's just the people in power are not. Yeah. They ever will be. They might not. Do you remember there was uh, that voting rights bill that's still kind of going around earlier in the year? I forgot which chamber because I'm also an idiot. Um, either yeah. the, uh, oh, it was the Senate because it was Mitch McConnell. He called that voting bill mm-hmm. the Stacey Abrams revision. So Stacey Abrams is not uh, an elected lawmaker. She cannot write bills. She cannot vote on bills. She cannot pass bills. All she can do is read the bill and comment on it, which is all she did. So I the like the white men in power are terrified. They're terrified of her. Terrified because she's uh, she's everything that they're not. She's like she's honest and principled and not in like a saccharine way and just like a very straightforward. 
very straightforward and just like, hey, this shit's broken and we need to fix it kind of way. She's highly educated. She's highly accomplished. Like, what can't she do? She's writing novels while she's going to Yale. Multiple novels. Multiple novels. All right. So all that happens. She's essentially, they won in quotes for the time being, I guess. Yeah. So where does that leave her now? I mean, 2018, even though it feels like it was 30 years ago, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. No, no. So, so she has been. What's up with her now? She has been running Fair Fight. Um, okay. I've definitely donated money to her, okay. especially right before the election, because she knows what to do with it. So she's focusing on getting voters registered. She's focusing on defending voting rights. She released a book not that long ago. Because this is what sh- this is what she does. She released a new thriller, so sort of her Selena Montgomery days, but now she's just okay. publishing under Stacey Abrams. Um, it's like a political thriller uh, called "While Justice Sleeps." Oh, okay. So, I mean, I would assume that she's working on another book. Oh yeah, this this kind of makes me think. All right, I think she probably likes likes that type of writing, but also like she she needs to pay her bills. You know? Yeah. I get, I get it. And she released this under her own name or under, under her own name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a little okay. bit a little bit less sexy. There's probably still sex in it. Probably because a little less sex sexy, yeah. sex sells. Even though like her novels weren't. Yeah, I was really misled on that. On on the genre of her novels. I wouldn't call them like traditional romance novels. There's not a lot of sex. And the sex that was there wasn't very graphic at all. Really? Yeah. Like when I think of romance novels, I think of a lot of sex. You know, you've got sex in like the first 50 pages and then you, you know, you want to, because those are the good parts. <laughs> those are the parts the that us part. horn dogs want to read. I had a friend in college who skipped over all the sex scenes. She would devour romance novels, but she would skip over what? all. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Do you know her status at the moment? Uh, I don't. I don't. No. Refreshing. But yes, back to Stacey Abrams. She's still here. She's still involved. She's still making America a better place and preserving democracy. Because that's what she does. Yeah. And in the world of worlds, she's still pretty young. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not young, <laughs> even though she's <laughs> older than me, but she's pretty young, you know? Like, yeah, she's she many years decades ahead. Decades of getting plenty. Yeah. And getting, I mean, you know. I mean, maybe that's why she's not, you know, I think all the lawsuits that she filed um, from the election, from the, the rigged election for governor. Yeah. Um, I, it's probably, I think they all got dropped pretty quickly yeah. and i think the, the only reason she isn't fighting harder because she's just taking a step back and she's like i'll be back yeah. i'll be back i'll be back all right and I'll be back. um it sounds so much better coming out of her mouth, <laughs> out of mouth. yeah it does it does because well she wouldn't say it with a weird inflection she would just say yeah. i'll be back don't worry here's a fun fact is it fun it's not a fun fact if she had one she would have been the first black female governor of ever ever it doesn't sound like it's true, but I also like, you know believe what, that it's true. The woman who just took over the governorship from Andrew Cuomo? Yeah. I read that she is the first female governor of New York ever. And that kind of floored me. Because yeah. We are, look, we're all in denial about who we are as a culture and what our history yeah. is. Like, even us white people, I mean, obviously white people, but obviously you know what I mean? In people. terms of like, oh, there's a white person, clearly like they're able to accomplish things. And it's like, now you're a woman, <laughs> like in yeah. New York of all places, right. you know, like the fact that she's the first 
female governor of New York and it's 2021. And she wasn't That's elected. Insane. She's only she the governor. Fucking elected. She's the governor yeah. because the old governor is a criminal sleaze bag. He's just <laughs> was he's, exactly what people should just expect him to be. Yes. You know, my uh, hey, ciao, my friend was like, do you think he did it? I was like, yes. Like, let's not play that game. Where <laughs> yeah, let's not play that game. Crash, that he he's not a fucking sleazebag piece of shit. Let's not do that. Like, that annoys the fuck out of me. Yeah. Do I feel a little bit more, like, sparkle when it's someone like Matt Gates? Yes, yes, I do. But, like, that doesn't mean that it comes up, you know, about a Democrat that people admire and whatever, you know, and has, like, a cute brother on the news. But <laughs> that, that I'm not going to be like... No, he didn't do it. Yes, he fucking did it. Oh my God, he fucking did it. He had a press conference defending himself. And so there are 13 women Uh. that spoke out against him. And he (laughs) claimed that all 13 of these women misunderstood him. Really? 13 women. He called them women? Or did he say all 13 of these sweethearts? (laughs) 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 You can't tell me. You can't tell me that you're the age you are at the level you are and you don't know that's inappropriate right to still being called calling women i don't care if it's your 13 year old secretary (laughs) sweetheart that's that those are that's a violation of some child labor laws right there or my husband or the dad i never had please don't call me that Yeah, let's just never default to calling a woman um, sweetheart, honey, darling. I mean, obviously, that is not why he needs to not be governor. No. That's just annoying. But I mean, it's more than annoying. Okay, whatever. But like, he's he's way beyond that. That is not criminal. But yeah, the other shit he did. I just love how people, you know, they did this with Cosby too. How many women do you need for you to think that it's plausible? Right. Because it should be one. It should be and one. And I'm saying plausible. I am not saying that it's true. I'm saying plausible. If it's one, then immediately you should say plausible, period. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When you're at fucking 100 million, which is essentially what we hit with Cosby, like, why are you still thinking it's plausible instead of it's it happened? It's true. You know? Like, he had a pattern. Oh. He had a pattern of drugging yes, women exactly. and raping them. I can't. But historically, white men are kind of the worst because they're because they're still in power and they still make up the majority of uh heads of companies politicians yeah i feel like stacy abrams this is just what you said with a different word she is biding her time right i think like, so i think ugh, so i love that yeah mm-hmm. yep. yep yeah she's um she's calculated she's going to uh make her entree when she sees a good opportunity and she's just going to keep her head down, keep working and keep writing novels. So that's Stacey Abrams. I mean, look how, like, we barely even talked about the spinsterness of it because kind of like, who the fuck cares? Because who cares? Obviously, like, you can't, you just, because she's single, she could get so much more done. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially where it goes to is the question is if she were not single, you know, I mean, does she date? Do we, or, does she date? Do we know her sexual orientation? You know, no. Does she have, I don't. Is she an Oprah? Does she have a long-term paramour? <laughs> I. The thing is, nobody talks about it, thank God, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't, like, come up in. Right. You know, some of these women, you Google them, the second, you know, the auto-suggest result is married or husband. <laughs> and 
Yeah, nothing else yeah. comes up about her personal life, which, you know what? I like that for her. Yeah. She, I do too. She changed the course of American politics. Can you imagine Trump term two? Can you imagine this whole Afghanistan mess with Trump God. at the helm? Like He would just blow up all of Afghanistan. Yeah. All of it. Right. And then be like, well, I didn't mean it. It was just a joke. <laughs> I think he would say I meant it a lot. But, <laughs> <laughs> but what was it? Bigly? I meant it bigly. Yeah, he meant it bigly. Um, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, this this is the, the thing that gives us hope, right? That yeah. like people that actually care <laughs> and actually, and I mean that in a lot of ways, but like people, there are people that are biding their time you know, right. And are going to, are going to continue to make a difference, you know? And the, yeah, I, I think it cannot be understated what she did. No. What she will continue to do. Not like, you know, it's a shut, shut book, but yeah. Yeah. She's already done legendary things. Right. She doesn't have anything else to prove. She's probably going to do many other things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's Stacy. Yeah. No, I know. This was a yep. We have a lot to talk about when it comes to Stacey Abrams. I mean, I knew I liked her fashion. <laughs> and <laughs> I knew she was cool. And I did watch that documentary with like her and AOC and Swearingen Lady. Oh, Laura Laura Jean. So I knew yeah, so I knew I, I liked her personality. When you dive into all that she's done. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, right. Holy shit, I'm man. tired. I need a nap. <laughs> just, like, just talking about all of this. Literally, it's a Saturday. I need, like, oh, I need a nap. Wow, time. she did so much. <laughs> I'm exhausted on her I need behalf. To, I need to lie down now. Because obviously she uh, never sleeps. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, awesome. So yeah, do you want to talk about us and why we aren't married? Yeah, I guess. Or, or... <laughs> I have a proposition for a, a new oh. spin on the game, wherein we discuss close calls with marriage. Oh. Stories about people we dated who we were either really close to marrying. It could be guys who are wedding crazy or who were baby crazy. Oh. It could be men who uh, accused us of being too needy and used <laughs> marriage as that. Like, you just want to get married as a like stand in for you're too needy. Right. Why are you bothering me with your emotions? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I have plenty of those stories. Like in that, you know, when you first said that, I was like, I mean, I don't really know that I was that close. I think in my head I was like up close, but I probably wasn't. But when then you talk about dudes who were baby crazy, wedding crazy, it's like, oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a couple of those. I do not last very long with those. <laughs> right. Why would you? Because what's behind that? Mm-hmm. It's fine to want to get married someday, but you kind of have to. That's what I don't like about the whole proposal system of men proposing to women and women like waiting for a man to propose. Shouldn't mm-hmm. everybody be discussing this? Like, is it the right time for us to get married? Is it a thing that we both want to do equally? Why should a woman wait I mean, for a man? I completely agree with you. And also, I want to be proposed to if I ever get married. <laughs> I do not want to propose to someone else. But would you? I want you would, to be surprised. But you would discuss. <laughs> but you would discuss all of this beforehand. You would, uh, yes. Let them know key yes. elements, like, hey, don't yes. do a like a flash mob proposal. Don't do that. I don't want that. I mean, or, if he's even thinking that, it's dead before it <laughs> was born. Um, yeah. 
I guess I was inspired to think of this game because uh, I have dated a lot of baby crazy. They were baby crazy. So I'm going to put wedding in there because I don't think that I would just have children without getting married. Yeah. I say that as a question mark because now I I don't know. Um, But they were super baby crazy. And give us a give us an example (laughs) of one that we can share. Yes. (laughs) I will point you in the direction of the most ridiculous one. Okay, that's my favorite. (laughs) So he was actually like a date recycle. I'd gone out with him like four years. Yeah, I went out with this guy like four years prior to the second time going out with him. The first time I did not like him. And the second time I was like, yeah, no, he's fun. He's cute. He's cool. I like him. What? Uh, did I you accidentally like run into him on Tinder again or what? I do not him? believe that he remembered me. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So you did run into him again on the dating on, app? On a dating app. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it took, you and it took me. You immediately recognized him. No. No, I didn't. Oh, you said yes before. And then yeah. you like, oh, I know this guy. Yeah. And then like we, you know, we were on a date and we started talking and I was like, um, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. This is, this is the same guy. This is the same guy. This is so weird. This is the fucking same guy. I mean, he just, he seems to like me a lot. And just, he hadn't called me in a while. And I asked him, you know, I was like, hey, do you want to, let's go get dinner sometime. That would be fun, right? And he was like, no, because then my kids wouldn't be Jewish. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I know it took me a second too. So let me roll that back. Yeah. So you went out a second time. Yeah. And then and we like we like dated a, like a little bit. We went on a oh, couple of dates. Oh, you dated a little bit. A little okay, bit. Okay, and then like, he kind and then he ghosted you a little bit, or you or and then he, he yeah was maybe heading he, in that direction. And then he ghosted me a little bit, a little bit. And then I followed up because you know I'm a, a normal human being. And then yeah, then he or yeah he said he didn't want to see me anymore because I'm not Jewish, and he wants his kids to be but Jewish. In a very weird way of saying. Yeah, because he said the kids thing. He said because my kids wouldn't be Jewish. I can't go to dinner with you because my kids wouldn't be Jewish. There's so many steps missing in between that. I don't think communication is is, his... I think think he was just that baby crazy. I think that uh, he just wanted the, the, you know, the kids part of the family so badly. Yeah. That, you know. That was where he was in his life. That's where he was in his life. Like, getting, getting a woman pregnant as quickly as possible. Yeah. Which he would because he came in like four seconds. So. <laughs> Sorry, that took me a second. <laughs> um, yeah. I I dated a guy. I dated him for a while because he was seemingly very nice. I mean, he wasn't really baby crazy. He was more like lock it down crazy. So it's like, mm-hmm. if you want a baby, we'll have a baby. Don't want a baby. I don't want babies. You know, he was one of those. It was oh. definitely a like the marriage thing and the move-in thing. And it was like very clear to me. I mean, one, my immediate reaction was like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, That's the right reaction. Yeah. I mean, that's not even my normal reaction though. I mean, I would literally been with this, like dating him for a year. It was a constant struggle for me to not break up with him, but I didn't because I was like, no, this is because I messed up and I should just like him because he's nice. And you know, all I date are assholes. So, you know, this is the problem is me and not him. Um, but when he got to the point where he was really pushing and talking about, yeah, things like 
me being pregnant and us get, you know, it wasn't like a, let's have a serious conversation about our future. It was just like, he started dropping these little things. And I was like, uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. very uncomfortable. And it was definitely a thing where it was, I've been guilty of this myself. I don't think I was that bad, but guilty of this myself where it's like, oh, okay, he's just incredibly insecure. So he's trying to lock it down. It was yeah. like, I don't really know if you love me. I think you want to lock it down. We fight all the time. Why do you want to do this? You know, it was just that right. kind of thing. That was like, oh. yeah, it was a close call. This is what we should call this. This is the close call. Close call a second. Yeah. 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 Put this in the mix. You know, because we've we've done a number of why aren't you married segments. Yeah. And you know what's interesting is I did stay with him for another couple of months after that. And then we were supposed to go to my friend's wedding. And I think that was the trigger for me that I was like, I cannot take this guy to a wedding because he will, I mean, he will just get so much work. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was just this thing where it's like, oh my God, if I bring him to a wedding, it he's just gonna talk about us being together forever and ever, forever, you know, like right. it's just going to, I can't do one. I don't think it was cool to do that to him. Cause it's kind of like if you bring someone to a wedding and they're meeting your friends and like, and cause he'd be right there. He'd be right there. Exactly. At your elbow. And he didn't know anyone. Yeah. And he would be stuck on my ass the whole time. So it was just also like, okay, this is not cool for him. It's not cool for me. And when I broke up with him, he lost his fucking shit. And I was like, oh, you're not a nice guy. Because he got really mean really quick and just went after me from like a, almost like a ethical moral place in terms of like, it went from like, oh, like that upsets me. Like he skipped that and just went to, oh, you think you're better than me and you're a bad person. You know, like that's where it went. And I was like, didn't say any of that. No, he didn't say any of that. Didn't, definitely would not say any of that. He like and went to incel really territory. That. Yeah, it was, it was what I would call like a volatile reaction. And yeah, I, yes. Oh, this is the underneath of this insecurity, you know? That yeah. Like, and you're being super fucking manipulative right now. Because he also tried to obviously get back with me after this. And I was like, you just told me that you literally think I'm like a human piece of shit. So I don't understand this. Yeah, no. Yeah, I guess it's the um, insecurity and like what being alone would say about him. Yeah, it was. I mean, you also did a lot of things for him, like just to help yeah, him kind I of mean, survive. Was, so I think also yeah. like you're cutting loose the life raft and that was terrifying to him because he wasn't good at adulting. Yeah, I was also not a balanced. Yeah, we were not both adults. I mean, I'm, I don't consider myself an adult, but like. No, but he was really, really not an adult. Completely. Yeah. You know, and now I'm like, I'm dating someone who's an adult, probably more of an adult than I am. And it's interesting. Someone who I don't like very much said to me, you know, you're just going to nag him to death and he's going to break up with you because she thought I was nagging her. And I was like, I don't nag him because he fucking does what he needs to do. (laughs) Right. Right. He can take care of himself. I've never nagged him. I don't think I've ever nagged him once and we've been dating for like in two months will be a year, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, guess what? If you're dating a dude who just like is a grown up, does what he needs to do, like you're not gonna nag him. Right. You know? Yeah. And that also made me think about marriage and like these women who are considered nags. And it's like, 
can we can we turn that a little bit? Right. Like, why is she nagging? Because you're not fucking doing something. Right. You're responsible. You're for not it. listening to her, and you're you're and if like you're not blowing off for it. Feelings. Then you would just say, "Hey, I don't think I'm going to get to this," or "Right, you can handle. I don't have time," or whatever. Yeah. Like you would communicate that. Right. So like, no man says, "Oh, I communicated like why I wasn't able to get to it," or something like this, or like if I thought it would be better for something she handled. No man says that, and that's no. like, and she's a nag. <laughs> right? Right. It is like you're a nag. And you're right, because in that relationship, I was constantly nagging him. And I did feel like I was with I was his mother. And I was like, oh, my mom would always say, and watch out for this. Everyone watch out for this. Mm-hmm. My mother would always say, I have four children, right? She had three <laughs> and my dad, right? Yeah. She would say I have four children. And sometimes she would say it in a way that she would it would sound like she was joking. Right. And sometimes she would say it in a way that you're like, oh, she's not joking at all. Right. And she wasn't because she had to take care of him. You know, it's like she'd have to tell my brother, who's like a stinky teenager, like, clean your room. It's gross. And then she'd have to like say to my dad, like, clean your whatever. It's gross. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I think these close calls are really good learning experiences for everybody. And it's oh, like, yes. Do you want that? Because I do not want what my mother had, you know, no. and which means I don't want to be a nag. Guess what? Women don't want to be nagged. No, they just want the shit done that they want done. Yeah. They want and- they want people to follow through on what they say they're going to do. They want some division of labor. Because she's going to, you know what I mean? And it, yeah. it's like, and I say that as someone who is like, look, I'm a horrible housekeeper. I don't cook. You know, there's lots of things people could that I could be nagged for you know but like if it's something that I have committed to do or I'm responsible for like I will get it done you know or yeah. if I'm sh- if I'm living with someone like my responsibility or my, or my feelings of responsibility change a bit when it comes to you know cleaning or you know instead of eating uber eats every night for 30 days like actually buying groceries you know all right well Good to know for both of us. Yeah, I hope this was educational. I think both of those come down to communicate. Look, if you're looking for a baby maker and you need her to be in the same, you know, religion or ethnicity or culture or whatever it is. Yeah, maybe you, ask that before you even go out. Maybe don't go out. With maybe her. don't go out. Pretty sure yeah. he knew you weren't Jewish, like when he went out with you. I'm pretty so sure. Like, choose baby or sex. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yes, it, he must have was- gone out with you because he wanted sex right like yeah right I mean I think he did I think he did like some things about me that weren't just sex but not really a close call we weren't anywhere near but close call with someone who could have sucked my time both both time suckers both time grabbers yes yes all right well it's been another wonderful episode laughed we've learned yeah we haven't talked about a spinster in a while so that's uh you know going back to our roots yeah going back to the way the podcast started um we're also coming up on a year pretty soon what yeah oh yeah i'm actually pretty sure we recorded the first episode about a year ago probably yeah Um, what is time what is time time has no meaning anymore but thank you everybody for listening thank you you can find more of us online. You can follow us on Instagram, Spinster Life Podcast. You can go to our website, spinsterlife.com. And uh, we're also on YouTube now. We don't have enough 
followers yet to have a personalized URL, but if you go to the website, you'll be able to get to the YouTube page. And uh, we appreciate, we appreciate all of you for listening and coming back and listening some more. Buy one of Stacey Abrams books. <laughs> yeah, do it. I'll, I'll prepare her offer. They're pretty, I mean, like they're a good read. Her nonfiction stuff, she is a very good writer. She's an excellent writer. Yeah. An excellent, excellent writer, and yet she still, she still chooses to still be in public service. Like, yeah, that's you know, bow down. So that's it from us. That's it. We'll see you next time.